All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just after five o'clock, welcome back. Tuesday edition of the Gregor Show on Sports 1440, Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook. Thanks as always for uh, watching and listening. We very much appreciate it. As always brought to you by our title sponsor at PlayAlberta.ca where whew, if you want to play, guess what? $70 million up for grabs tonight for the uh, Lotto Max and 10 Max Million. So whew, good chance. Like I just settle for a mil. Like who wouldn't? Be nice. I don't need to be. I don't need to be greedy. Like I would take the seventy. But it'd be a nice little uh, consolation prize. Oh, you only want a million? Okay. All right. I'll be fine. We'll handle it. That would be good. Also uh, live in the EWL studio. E W E L. Your one stop shop for all things electrical. They always like to uh, add a little spice, electricity to the show. Good jolt. Uh, right now, hey man, that they are rocking and rolling. A uh, big jolt for them. Uh, some huge projects lately on the go at Ewell. Oilers, Bruins tomorrow. I've uh, you heard from uh, Sean Brown. They're going to have uh, a Black History Month. They're going to be uh, celebrating. So uh, uh, Brownie and uh, Gager and a few other the uh, fellows will be there for uh, for that tomorrow as the uh, Oilers take on the Boston Bruins. Of course, the uh, the lone visit of the season. For the uh, Bruins and Dempton, uh, orders will be there, uh, I think it's next, yeah, it's in March. They'll be in uh, Boston, so good little uh, meeting against the Bruins. Let's get to the uh, spec report now, brought to you by GS Construction, as uh, they are ramping up for another busy season, and uh, they are hiring right now. Go to Indeed.com. Get your resume ready. Send it in. They're uh, filling out lots of different positions, top women, top men. 
right? Uh, if you're uh, just starting out, trust me, uh, they're looking for laborers as well. So go to uh, Indeed.com and look up GS Construction as they are set to celebrate 50 years in business. Great run. Mark Spector from uh, Rogers Sportsnet joins us uh, after a long weekend. Uh, Spec, how you doing? Did you say labor? I don't like that word labor. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, I think I think I said long weekend. So uh, long and not Labor Day weekend. Uh, yeah. I don't think I did. But no, when you were given the the spot for uh, the because oh yeah, laborers. You didn't want to do the laborer job. Have you ever have you ever been yeah, a laborer? No, no, no. <laughs> like what was yeah, the- I had an uncle when I was. I, I had an uncle when I was a kid. He built houses, and I okay. worked for him one summer. Okay, and it was real work. Okay, like, so is that the only time? He, he, yeah, uh, I painted houses for a couple summers. Oh, okay, not easy work. No, no, okay, that's fair. You know, all right, that's not easy work. I'm the no. here to tell you. I uh, worked for the city uh, outside, but that's you're standing on a shovel. Come on, let's not. No offense to our city workers, we all love yeah, the I know. we I'm love the really generalization. No. I love it. Did you mow? Did you cut grass back? Uh, for the city? No, I was on the. Uh, I did two things. I was on the. We had this crew since I was a baseball guy. They put me on this crew to, to rehab all the old baseball diamonds. So we'd go out with a uh, big rototiller and oh. chop them all up and all right. put in a new home plate and fix up the mound. And it's hmm. actually kind of fun. Yeah, know? you like that? Okay, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Uh, then I sprayed chemicals for the rest of the summer and. <laughs> That's why I think I'm growing a second nose in the back of my head. <laughs> we didn't do a lot of safety concerns back then. <laughs> uh, we're wearing a mask is what you're telling me. Oh, I don't even think we wore a mask, man. <laughs> no. It was awful. I'm. This is how old am I? I'm. Let's say I'm 19, so that's about 1983, 4, something like that. We'd spray a field with, like, Killex for dandelions. We wouldn't even leave any signs behind <laughs> Like we'd be pulling away, some guy'd be walking in there with his dog. Uh, He'd have no idea. We just covered it in chemical. It was. I was saying to my foreman, like, shouldn't we let people know to stay out of here for a few hours? It's a different time, buddy. A different time. Oh my god, for sure, for sure. Um, it's a it's a different time. The Edmonton Orders have now won sixteen straight against the uh, the worst eleven teams in the NHL. Uh, their last loss, of course, uh, suckily came on uh, November 9th because uh, it cost me a hair jo- a hair uh, style that I did not want for a few months. But uh, that's a pretty good run against teams below them. Like, like the good teams beat the bad teams more often than not. But like Boston's 15-3-3. Colorado's 16-4-3. Like they still lost 7 out of 23. Edmonton is now 17-2. and And yesterday was far from their best game by any stretch. But... They really dialed it up in the third period and basically said, "Okay, enough's enough. Uh, we're we're done screwing around." And they won the game. Yeah, I think people have to get their heads on a little straighter sometimes. Like I think they expect the Oilers to just walk in and win sixty out of sixty minutes against a team like Arizona. You know, it doesn't work that way. Like the other teams trying too, man. You know, they're they're so you lost the second period. The last five games, by my count. One, two, three. The last four games, by my count, the Orders lost the second period in every game, going back to that Detroit game. But guess what? Other than St. Louis, they won the first and the third in every one of those games. So, you know what? If you win two-thirds, if you win two minutes out of every three, that's pretty good. Yeah. And you tend to win those games. I think fans have to take their foot off the gas a little and say, hey, the other teams out there, they're trying to win two. They get paid also, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No, I, I think where it's, um, you know, there's obviously some concern when, you know, you, and they just did now it's Arizona and it's an afternoon game and I get that, but, um, like they just look so lethargic against Detroit and then turn it on. Uh, St. Louis cost them the, the, the game, uh, and Arizona, they were down. I, I can see not being great, but just there is a little concern that outside of the Dallas second period, cause I thought that was a really good period. Um, they, they've just looked, you know, somewhat uninterested. And I do wonder spec if it's, a little bit of the, you know, the post winning streak. You're in the kind of the doldrums, but you know, you get into late February now. Now there's the excitement here. We're two weeks away from the trade deadline, right? So there's a natural extra excitement, nervousness too, maybe for, cause the Edmonton owners, there's going to be some guys in the roster today that won't be here by March 8th. That's just a fact. If they're bringing in any money, they got to move some yep. money out, right? So, or guys are going to the minors. That's just a simple fact. So some guys who are here are on edge because maybe they won't be here, but there's also the excitement of, well, who's coming? So I, I think as you get close, It'll be get a little bit easier, and then once the trade deadline's come and gone, now you know your full team. And holy, now we're in a race for Vegas, or you know maybe a long shot in trying to catch Vancouver, and uh, still battling Dallas and Colorado and, and Winnipeg just in case you get out of the Pacific. Then you want home ice in the third round. So I think it gets a little easier here to kind of maybe have your focus down the stretch. Yeah, I think you're right. This is that time, you know, before the screws really get tightened down, right? Like. From the trade deadline on, it's time to assimilate the new player. It's time to really put your game together. But, you know, so sure. I mean, you know, listen, you just you can't expect your hockey team, no matter who they are, to play every single game all year and win 59 out of 60 minutes. Yeah. Like, sorry. You know, sorry. Yeah, your team here in Edmonton's really good. Like, this is a good team, man. You know, it's a good team. And the record shows it. Like, yeah. show, if they didn't have that bad start, they'd be right up there with Vancouver. They're an excellent team. I think people sometimes have to just chikai and let's see what happens here. Yeah. Well, since November 1st, Beck, they got the second best record in the NHL. Only Florida's better. So that's, uh, that's a pretty long stretch of the season, no well, question. So uh, since, yeah, like since they put, turn their team around, I'm going to use the day they, that, uh, Chris Knobloch. Well, then they have the best record. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got – they're the second-best offensive team. They're the third-best defensive team. Stu Skinner's numbers are the third-best in the National Hockey League among starters. Like, you're not getting much better than that. So, you know what? I want to say with Boston coming in too, Jay, like, remember, Boston was that team that you want last year. Mm-hmm. They were the best regular season team in forever. You know, and they had the backup goalie. Like, uh, you know, the argument around town is whenever Skinner lets a couple, you know, it wasn't great in Arizona. I get it. And people are like, oh, man, you got to get another goalie. Well, Boston has two goalies. And the best regular season team in forever with the best goaltending tandem in the National Hockey League didn't win a round in the playoffs last year. So, you know what? It's it's not about what you're doing here in, in whatever month we're in, February and January and stuff. It's it's about what you're doing in the end of April. Mark Spector joins us from Rogers Sportsnet. So, Spec, as it gets down, you know, you, you haven't had a trade other than the uh, Monaghan trade in the month of February, and I think that's going to change here soon, uh, leading into the uh, the trade deadline. Yep. The orders, like, as it gets closer, do you do you become more convinced of what you think their their big needs are? Well, I know what I mean. We, I think we all know what their needs are. It's a question of they got more needs than. They got more itches than they're going to be able to scratch, you know. 
I want a winger for dry settle. I want a better third line center. I certainly want a fourth line center. I want other defensemen. Well, they're not getting all those guys. So, you know, I wrote a piece today uh, on sportsed.ca what I'm thinking about the trade deadline. And to me, to me, Holland has got his, he's going to be working hard on a forward. And I don't, Jay, I don't think he can afford a five, six million dollar guy. I think it's got to be, you know, a lesser paid guy like a Scott Lawton at three million bucks. I think he's got, he's in on a forward and he's going to be in on a guy like Tanev. You can afford him because you're trading out CC. And if, to me, to me, if he gets his forward, he's out of Tanev. And if he gets Tanev, he's out on the forward. He'll probably end up with a depth forward. It'll be a second acquisition. Or if he gets the forward, he's probably he's not getting Tanev, but he might get a you know a, a depth guy like Josh Brown or Zach Bogosian or somebody. But yeah. it'll be a, a better player than a bit player. That's what I'm predicting. What do you think? Well, to me. They got to upgrade their fourth line. I agree with you. Like, and if they upgrade their second line winger, then, and everybody says, well, you upgrade the second line winger, everybody just moves down. I'm like, how are you fitting them in? Everybody just can't move down to get in a second line winger because of the cap space. I, I, you know, unless you're going to bring in a third team to do that, right? I think it's pretty difficult. So I think if you're getting in a second line winger, it might be Fogle going out because, because of cap space, just kind of like Ekholm for Barry. Last year, I think that's a possibility. So I, I think it's to me yeah. the most realistic are are two depth guys um, in your bottom six and a number seven defenseman. They need a depth defenseman just in case of injury. That's what they need, and uh, and I think that's a bigger need well, right who's now. Who's going out? Who's going out to make that happen? I mean, let's say let's say you bring in a, a depth forward and you trade out uh, Connor Brown. Okay. Yeah. So now you want another depth forward. Someone else has to go. Who's Sam going? Gagne. Someone off your payroll. Sam Gagne. Someone off your payroll. Okay, Sam Gagne's got to go. And then if you get a seventh defenseman, uh, if those two forwards are washed, you could probably afford the defenseman without sending Well, you can, because cause keep in mind, they could put Phil Kemp on the roster today, Spec. They're not because they're accruing cap space. So they have room for a seventh defenseman. That's right. easy. Okay. So that I your, your theory is... You know what? The one thing about your theory, Jay, it's actually plausible and it can work. I hear a lot of stuff out there that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I like to deal and in reality. I want to say to you, yeah, I know. I want to say to you too that uh, that you know, along my theme that we were talking about earlier, like Kenny Holland's got to be careful. He's got the, I, in my opinion, he's got maybe the best Oilers team he's had here. You know, it's not perfect. They can use some help. I get all that, but he's got a pretty good team. And if he starts tearing it to shreds and trade, you know, it's not like last year where you trade out Barry and you get Ekholm and you go, hey, man, we're way better. Sure, you trade out CC and you get Tanev. I think you can do that. But you start trading out too many guys here. Start trading out Fogle, you know. A team asks you for McLeod. I don't like that trade. Uh, you know, you start trading out Sam Gagne. You start guys say, I don't need Ryan. Hey, man, this, there's chemistry in that room, and Kenny Holland could mess it up, and he knows that. So, you got to be careful. You can't just – the grass isn't always greener. Their fourth-line guy is not always better than your fourth-line guy. Yeah, no, hey, that's fair. Um, but the order's fourth-line spec right now, let's be honest here, there is lots of room to improve. I think it's the easiest thing to improve on. Um, you know, I'll keep hammering it, but the 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 Nick Dowd and Beck Malenstein is such a massive upgrade on what you have on your fourth line today. It's not even, it's not even de- a debate how much better that would make your well, team. Right now, Brown's not in your lineup, right? 
Yeah, well, t- I'll take Gagne and Yanmark out of the lineup, and it's still way better. Yeah. Yeah, kind of Speck. Like what do you mean, yeah? Dude, have you looked at Nick Dow's like numbers? What, what, what do you like yeah, about Yanmark? What the hell does he do? He doesn't score. He's playing the playoffs for the last six years and be effective. That's uh, what he does. I guess. Right? He's been in the playoffs for years, and, and the next team wants him, and the next team wants him, and the next team wants him. Because when the chips are down, he's a good player. Yeah, but on your fourth line, yeah. first line on your fourth line. So we're looking for someone who we hope can do what we've seen Yanmark do five or six times. So yeah, sometimes you got to be careful on that. Yeah, well, let's be honest here. Yanmark had two good playoff runs, spec for the Stars in twenty and for Vegas in twenty-one. That's it. He didn't do anything for the Orders mm-hmm. last year, right? So that's like two years. It's good runs. Don't get me wrong. But when I've watched Yanmark since then, like this year, Yanmark, you know, he's got two goals. Neither one's went in off his stick. Um, like good for him. He goes to the net. Um, he, <laughs> this is true. My concern about Yanmark is he takes way too many penalties for a guy who's not on the ice that much. He has the highest penalty minutes per 60 on the orders. Right. And it's not like he's a physical guy where you're like, oh, geez, you ran the guy too hard. Right. Hooking penalty, nope. sticking penalty. So I don't know. I just, Yanmark to me, um, good on the PK. But when I look at other guys like Beck Malenstein, even if he just get, if I don't even get doubt it's too expensive, I still go and get Beck Malenstein. He's six foot three, 200 pounds. He's faster. He's bigger. He kills penalties and he's way more physical. Like he's got a, to me, he's got a role. I don't, uh, I, I'd be, and I don't think he's going to cost you very much at all. Like I just, Edmonton's fourth line, got to get bigger, got to get faster, got to get more aggressive. They have zero identity. Like they put him on the line. I'm like, what are they doing? They, they do nothing. Yeah. They do. You gotta you gotta push Ryan out of the centerman spot for sure, in my opinion. So hey, listen, that's that's I think all of these things are really doable. Getting fourth line guys at the deadline, you can do that. Sam Carrick's of the world, and you know, I mean Malenstein's a, a decent player that I question whether Washington might want to keep him. But there's guys. Every team has a pending UFA, they'll trade you for a fourth round pick. Holland can do all that stuff. He's working on the top of his trade wish yes. list right now. 100%. Bottom stuff comes later, close to the deadline. Yeah. Spec, have yourself a great day. We will uh, see you at the rink tomorrow. Sounds good, Jake. It's Mark Specter in the uh, Spec Report brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, where do you come out? Does, what do you think about Yanmark? Like, do you think he does much? Honestly, like, he's not a bad player. Don't get me wrong. He's very reliable. He doesn't make many mistakes with the puck. I'll give you all of that. But he's not creating a lot. He doesn't give up a lot. I'll get 100%. He's reliable. He's very secure. So there is that. But unfortunately, the one, it's funny, for a guy who never makes, I should say never, rarely makes a mistake with the puck. He makes a lot of bad decisions by taking penalties. You can't be a guy who takes that many penalties who's not a big physical player. Because when you're a guy who's a physical player and you deliver hits, some of them are going to be late, some of them are going to be high, and you're going to live with the penalty. That's just, you, you can't ask physical players to not take a few penalties. It's impossible, right? Because you, you want guys to deliver hits. Some of them might be a tad late. You can't just say, well, only be a hitter, but be a perfect on the line hitter. It doesn't work. But that's, Yanmark's not a hitter, right? Like, look how many hooking, tripping, slashing penalties he takes. It's way too many, my opinion. Quick break. We'll come back. Uh, DVD will join us from NHL.com and The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 5.30. Tuesday afternoon. How are you? As you make your way home, please have your lights on. Drive safe. No uh, no road rage. Can avoid it. It's always better. You'll be happier. Serenity now.
little Frank Costanza, Serenity Now. It's Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. As uh, we're going to get now to the uh, the trade report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of the no payments, no interest for one year in your furnace. And remember, if your furnace breaks down, they never charge overtime. Doesn't matter the time of day. If you need a fix, they'll come do it. No overtime charges. Sell your bill to Legacy at LegacyHeating.ca. Our weekly Tuesday guest from NHL.com covers the Jets, the Flames, the Canucks, and the Edmonton owners, Derek Van Deest, joins us. And uh, DVD, we saw, speaking of a trade, the only one we've seen this uh, February, uh, Sean Monaghan. Uh, took him a while, but uh, he's starting to find his groove. Had the natural hat trick. Of course, the uh, Jets ended up losing that game in a rare night when uh, Hellebuck uh, gets lit up uh, a little bit. But, you know, you look at, uh, at Monaghan and Winnipeg and, you know, he's starting to come around. I think that's uh, four goals in his last two games. And, you know, that's what they wanted because they desperately, it's funny, they finally get some more offense on a night where they give up a like, you don't see six goals against the Jets very often. No, no, you don't. And then this is a guy that uh, the Jets brought in because they needed offense. I, I, I like their depth. I, I think they they do have offense by committee, but they need a guy that can do what Sean Monaghan did the other night. Unfortunately, he came in, you know, on a 6-3 loss, like, uh, it's kind of interesting, you know, you score a hat trick and you lose the game 6-3, kind of a bittersweet night for him. But but they need him to get going. He's a very, very talented player. He's a guy that can really turn things around. He's a guy that can – he's a game-breaker. And then the Jets, you know, they had a few guys like that. Shifty can be like that. Kyle Connor can be like that. But they need more guys like that. And I think uh, they bringing him in really kind of punctuates that offense. It gives him an, another option, I guess, so also on the power play and then in the top six. So – uh, he is coming around. It took him a while to kind of get going. And understandable, you're coming to a new market, you're coming to a new team, new system, getting used to everything. Uh, but, you know, I think that's a good sign, even though the Jets lost Calgary. So I was kind of surprised at that result. I thought Calgary's, Calgary's got a really, really tough schedule coming up here. Uh, and I thought it started with Winnipeg. Being able to win that game, it was a good thing for Calgary. But I think right now, Winnipeg's got to be happy that Sean Monaghan's finding his scoring touch because they're going to need that down the stretch. Yeah, it's interesting for the Jets. They hadn't allowed more than three goals in a game from uh, November 3rd up until Valentine's Day. And uh, and that's when they uh, they allowed four. Uh, well, Bressois allowed four to Philly empty netter last night. Of course, was the uh, the five goals on Hellebuck plus uh, an empty netter. They've only allowed four goals in a game seven times all year, and five of them came before November second. So, like, they have been really good uh, for a long time defensively. You mentioned the Flames. Um, did you did you catch Blake Coleman's comments just talking about uh, yeah they're playing better because he got rid of loud guys who didn't want to be here basically you know Elias Lindholm and saying hey guy didn't want to be here and uh, you know you know and I respect that because you never know how you're in a room but he's like hey the guy didn't want to be here well then good uh, get rid of him and he even pointed out that the guys are still here Tanev Hannafin they're not negatively complaining about not wanting to be here right like there's a difference and it's basically him saying hey if you're gonna be here be a good teammate now that those guys are out we have more positivity around. Yeah, I think with Lindholm, it was a situation where they sign me or trade me. I, you know, I don't want to see here, sit here in limbo. And he was in limbo. He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. So he was like, hey, what's going to happen here? What are we going to do here? Let's do something about this. What's the direction of this team? Where are we going? And I think that that does kind of prove a, a kind of a distraction for, for everyone around the room. There are guys in his situation. He wasn't the only guy in that situation. Calgary has a lot of guys in that situation. So for him to be the most vocal of it, I, I'm sure those other guys, Hannafin, and those guys are saying, hey, we're in that situation as well. Just it'll it'll work itself out. It'll yep. resolve itself out. Focus on the game. Focus on playing hockey, and everything else will work itself out. That's why you have an agent. That's why you have 
the GM talking to the agent. And I think it did become a bit of a distraction, and eventually they did ship him out. But I think, yeah, saying that now is the, the Flames all have to pull in the, in, the, in the same direction. This is a team that's not loaded with star power. Uh, Jonathan Huberto is, is their big name. Nazem Kadri is their big name. They, you need guys pulling in the same direction. And when you have some dissent in that locker room, when you have guys that are complaining about their personal situation, when other guys are in the same situation, I think that can be a distraction. I think that's what he was getting at is, hey, you weren't the only one in this situation. There's a lot of us in this situation, but you were the only one complaining about it. So it's addition by subtraction maybe a little bit get the guy out of the dressing room, and now we can just focus on trying to win as many hockey games. Because the Flames are kind of in limbo here now. Like, yeah. what do you do if you're Calgary? You're you're kind of falling out of the race, and you get a big win, and if you can put a big streak together, then you're back in it, or yeah, you no. fall out of the race, you got trading. Like, they're, like, you look at their schedule. They got its murderer's role. This is going to be a big two weeks for the Calgary Flames now, and, you know, it's it's going to be tough. But come the trade deadline, Craig Conroy's first trade deadline, uh, you know, he's got he's gets a lot of pieces to move, and and I don't think it's a rebuild in Calgary. I think it's more of a – it's kind of a, a reload, and they're just going to shuffle some pieces, and hopefully they get some good pieces in return because I do think they do have some good young kids coming up the pipe. I think they do have some good kids in the system, but it's just a matter of they're not going to – got to look at the, in the mirror and say, okay, we're not going to get it done this year, so we got to reload and focus on next season. Oh, they have to. They're the, the, I don't think the Flames are going to get sucked into thinking that uh, they're not going to unload guys. Uh, Noah Hannafin, I think, is getting traded. I'm very intrigued to see, you know, where he goes. It's, it sounds like, you know, he, he wants to play in the U.S., so Toronto, who needs a defense, but I don't think they're going to be in. Um, even though I know he doesn't control it now, but if you're a Toronto, you're going to give up a lot of assets for a guy you know for sure is going to walk. Yeah, maybe, but uh, you know, I look at teams that that would be looking at him. I think he's a good player. I'm very, I'm, I'm very interested to see, you know, which team's going to take a run at Noah Hannafin. Well, yeah, and I think like he's a very, very useful player. And and I, I'm of the of the mind you can never have enough defensive depth in the playoffs. You can never have enough good defensemen because you're always going to pick up injuries. You know, to win four four series, that's tough, and you're going to always going to have guys step in. So. To me, you, you need seven, eight guys that can play and in order to be successful. And now there's teams out there that are probably happy with their top six right now, but they say, hey, we had this guy. Maybe it's an upgrade on our bottom pairing. Maybe it's an upgrade. Uh, and then if something happens and we have them there. So I think there's, there's always a market for guys like that, and it's going to be what can Craig Conroy get? What's, who's the highest bidder? What can he? How long can he wait till he can make a deal uh, and, you know, same thing with Tanner. Like, how long can he wait till he gets the best deal possible? Uh, you know, because it's going to come a time where some GM's going to get desperate and says, okay, I'll give you my first rounder. I'll give you my my prospect. I'll give you whatever you, you need. And I think there's a, there's a few teams, there's there's a handful of teams that think they can win the Stanley Cup this season, owners being one of them. And now they say, okay, well, are we all in? We're all in. And then Calgary can maybe benefit from from trading uh, you know, a couple of players like that, two teams like that. Yeah, it's it's the Edmonton one's interesting. Like, so if Tanev's an upgrade on CC, I, I think that's a fair statement. How much of an upgrade is he when you need when you clearly need upgrades at other positions, right? So is he that much of an upgrade that it's worth uh, a first round pick? Right, that's going to be their internal question, I would think. Uh, for them, or is it better to to move that around and then it's an upgrade for for three months and now we lost a first? Like, I'm curious if Ken Holland's going to move his first for a pure rental without term. Well, you know what? I, it's going to be a late first, right? It's going to be like yeah, but still a first, 27, yeah. 28, right? Like yeah. it's still a first. Um, but if 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 
if you can bring in a guy in that you think might get you over the top, um, I, I think the, the need right now is, like you were saying to Mark Speck, is on the bottom six. I think they need to upgrade the fourth line. They need to upgrade the third line. They're not getting enough production out of those guys. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you need more production out of your bottom two lines. Like you can't just have guys kill penalties. You need them to chip in with the odd goal. You need guys like that to do that. And, and then you talk, look at a guy like, like Warren Fogel, he's, you know, he's going to reach, he's going to have to resign next season. Is that a guy you can upgrade on and maybe not lose as much, uh, you know, when it comes to maybe a first round pick or, or a prospect in the minors. So, but I do think Ken, you know, Ken Holland, look, look at the situation Ken Holland's in. It's in the last year of his deal. He's trying to win a Stanley Cup. He may be pushing all his chips in, and he's done it before. He's made some big deals before trying to push the chips all in. You know, I think that that obviously that first-rounder's in, in the equation. I think maybe Broberg's in the equation. I think Xavier Burgos in the equation. I think there's a, lot of, there's a lot of pieces there that Ken Holland can play with. It's just a matter of what can he get to upgrade his team because, to me, the biggest upgrade right now is on your bottom six. And, and do, you, do you get a bottom six guy or do you get a top six guy and then kind of push – you know, a guy like Corey Perry down into your bottom six, that upgrades your bottom six. So I think that's the situation that Ken Holland's looking at. You're always looking to upgrade your forward group. Defensively, I think the owners like where they are, but then you pick up an injury to Nurse. You pick up an injury to Ekholm. You pick up an injury to some of those guys. Then you're in big trouble, and that when then you get back to you can never have enough defensive depth. So I think Holland will be active at this trade deadline. It's just a matter of what the market what the you know what what's the market out there and i guess and and what are people willing to pay for a guy like Hannafin, for a guy you know for a guy that's going to help you on the back end for a, for a top six guy that you can kind of play up and down the lineup dvd what about the vancouver canucks uh, man people are freaking out over one loss and i know it was a hell of a loss giving up seven goals in the third period <laughs> it was uh it was quite the game to watch no question but um what do you think the canucks uh, they've been aggressive the whole time with uh, with Jim Rutherford as the president and then Alvin as the GM. They've made more moves than any team this year. Do you, do you see more moves coming from the Canucks? And if so, any guesses on position and what they're looking to upgrade? Uh, you know what? I, I don't. I think I like their team. And I think that their team is all about chemistry when it comes with Rick Tockett. It's all about Rick Tockett's getting these guys on the same page. And they've developed a real close-knit group there. And I think they, they have that close-knit group. They're one of those guys that no one thought they were going to do what they're doing, and they've kind of taken this us-against-the-world attitude. And so you got to be careful when you when you upset that chemistry balance. They brought in Linholm. They got they got a guy that can really help them out. They're pretty good on the back end. They're good in goal. Uh, and, again, maybe they can add a depth forward here or there. That's not going to cost them too much. But are, is Vancouver all in right now, or is this a team that – thinks, okay, you know what, we're having a great season, we're going to take a shot at our Stanley Cup, but our window is just opening, as opposed to the owners that may be closing in the next couple of years. I think Vancouver's window is just opening, so you want to keep that nucleus together, you want to keep adding to that nucleus. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do here. Uh, I think they may add a piece or two, but I really don't think they want to disrupt that chemistry in that room, because from what I've seen of that team, from what I know of that team, they're an incredibly tight-knit unit right now, and they're all pulling in the same direction. And, and it's tough because you don't want to pull one piece out of there and kind of have the whole fault domino fall on you. So I think we've seen it before when, when you trade a really popular player. We saw it here at Edmonton. They trade a really popular player. Everything kind of falls apart. So I think the, uh, the Vancouver Canucks, I really want to be careful doing that. DVD, great stuff, man. We will see you at the rink tomorrow as the uh, orders and Bruins go at it. Should be a great game. Thanks for your time. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. It's uh, Derek Van Deest joins us every Tuesday from NHL.com. Good bit. He's got covering the Canucks and the Jets and the orders. 
and the Calgary Flames. And so the uh, I think all those teams, well, the Jets have made a pretty big move. They could make another one. The Orders are making moves for sure. The Jets are, uh, I think, sorry, the Canucks. I could see them adding another addition, but the Calgary Flames are likely going to be the busiest. I, I, Hannafin's going to be moving. Tanafin's going to be moving. And I wonder if uh, they got some other moves coming there. So, like, I know the marks from Rumblings, like, maybe that could rekindle itself. We'll see. But could be a busy 17 days for the Calgary Flames. Fans kind of probably got to accept that there's a little bit of a, They're hoping it's going to be a retool, not a rebuild. Retool's hard. Rebuild, super hard. Retool's almost as hard. See how it goes. Come back, wrap things up on a busy Tuesday edition of The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 5.49, welcome back. Jason Gregor, Connor Halley with you on Sports 1440, Orders Nation uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook. Cons, are you, what, what fantasy drafts are you doing today? We're just doing uh, NFL mock drafts right now, Gregor. Kind of busted me on my nerdum with that uh, one. Okay. Yeah, I, I did some uh, some mock drafts for Declan and uh, Donovan behind me. They're fans of the Bills and the Dolphins. So okay. I, I replaced Tua Tungavailoa. I gave the Dolphins Bo Nix. A little bit of a trolling by me, but uh, yeah, having some fun with the mock drafts for the oh, NFL. Okay. Bo Nix. <laughs> you know that you know that they're not taking him. Why would they? They're, yeah, they're obviously going to roll with Tua, but yeah. you know what? They should. As uh, did he lead the league in passing yards this past year? Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah. After that, I went honest. I built their lines up, uh, added some interior protection there for Tua. Got to keep him upright, but. Just to be a troll, because Chargers and Dolphins fans like to make jokes about each other's starting quarterbacks, had to get them a new quarterback. Someone from Oregon that wore number 10, actually, just like Justin Herbert. Oh. All right. Hey, got- we will be doing our baseball draft, Gregor. Sorry to cut you yeah. off there. We got the baseball draft coming up for Fantasy Frenzy. Ooh. If people want to get involved, let okay. me know. Hey, that is that is a big commitment. You're in a baseball fantasy. Yeah. That is a big commitment. So any of our listeners out there, good for you. If you're uh, willing to commit and get in on it with uh... now, who's doing that? You and Brando? Yeah. So we're going to do that through Fantasy Frenzy. Uh, Carius wants in. Low Tide wants in. Low Tide we're unsure about because last time he was in a league, he took it a little too serious and he went out and chopped down a tree. He was so angry. So we don't know if we're going to let him back into this one. But yeah, we're going to get that going quite quick. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Actually. All right. Do you ever cut down a tree out of anger? Uh, no. <laughs> it's a pretty low tide move right there. No, that is funny. But yeah, we, we want to keep it going while we got the hockey pool continuing on here, sitting in fifth place right now. Uh, the baseball league will get going shortly. We've had quite a few people that want to get involved, and as we usually do, there will be a, a little buy-in, but it'll be a charitable spin as well. Try to help out whoever we can with those people that uh, want to get involved with it later on in the year. All right. So there you go. Um, order. We got lots of text line in A three three four zero one fourteen forty. Hey guys, look what Toronto did last year. Moving so many guys in and out uh, didn't help them from Inspector Trav. Well, I don't think Edmonton's going to be moving in a ton of guys, right? Um, and I'm trying to remember Toronto. Yeah, they brought in O'Reilly and Achari, and they moved out Sandine, who wasn't um, wasn't playing a ton. Um, trying to think, was was there other trade uh, deadline acquisitions that uh, the, they did last year? Maybe there's another one. I'm trying to think off the top of my head here, but. I don't expect Edmonton to be making massive moves, but they need a number seven defenseman. Like, let's be honest here. Like, they're not bringing up Phil Kemp right now or whoever just because they're trying to accrue cap space. Why are they trying to accrue cap space? So they can make another deal. But also when it's done, then they'll fill out that, uh, that roster spot. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind they need a number seven defenseman. So I don't think that's going to upset the apple cart that that person is coming in here simply to, uh, to be the number seven, right? Um, so. Other moves that they made at the uh, at the deadline, um, they moved out. Uh, do, 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 I'm looking here. Um, well, they brought in Jake McCabe, right, and Sam Lafferty, right. In that that was the Chicago trade, I think it was. Yeah, and then uh, they moved out to what? Uh, uh, Joey Anderson, who wasn't really playing a ton. What did he played like 14 games? So. Uh, I'm not sure that's a a, a massive uh, move for them. Like, they moved out some guys. Um, they got Luke Shen in. So, yeah, they actually brought in quite a few guys, but they never really, they didn't replace them with a lot of regulars, right? Like, they they had a lot of guys banged up. They're moving through different things in their lineup. Like, you got to the playoffs, their main guys were all still there, right? Like, you know, none of their, uh, you know, they're deep. And they added, what, two defensemen and Shannon McKay, but... They replaced guys that were on D who weren't really playing lots, right? Like, and they, so Edmonton, I think two players for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if they had three. If they had three, it's probably because there's going to be a, a number seven and then a fourth liner and then maybe a second liner or another fourth liner. Who could, and a fourth line could easily be a third line center. Make that no mistake. If they, if they don't get a second liner, maybe they want McLeod to play in the top six. So lots of fun to discuss. Uh, let's get to a con man and a sports. 1440 update brought to you by Douglas Mattress. Named Canada's best mattress on Canadian living. Loved by more than 200,000 Canadians. Try yours at douglas.ca slash orders nation.